Welcome to the My Opinion Podcast, the leadership podcast for women. This is a show that focuses on leadership, life, and love to empower women around the world to be the leader of their life. The My Opinion Podcast is a weekly show with Maya's Motivation Monday, focusing on leadership topics for women that feature guest interviews as well as solo episodes with Maya. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the My Opinion Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Now, in her opinion, here's your host, Maya Roffler. Hi, guys. Welcome back to My Opinion and another episode of Motivation Monday. Today, I have the incredible Karina Sanchez with me. Karina, welcome to the show. Thank you, Maya. This is so awesome. Really excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. Karina is many, many things, but she is the author of Leadership for the New Female Manager. So I don't want to waste any time, Karina. I want to get into the book. Tell us about Leadership for the New Female Manager. Love to. Well, the book came about... um... Actually, when I published that, I thought to myself, God, you know, I need to put something together uh, that will help new and sort of emerging, you know, early career, sort of like that millennial between, I don't know, the ages of like 25 to 35, because it's generally in that age uh, sort of time frame where people tend to go start to, you know, look into leadership roles, Mm -hmm. um, start to get interested, right, and maybe going into leadership. And I started to see a lot of the women that I was coaching um, in that age group really struggle uh, with, you know, just kind of putting their hand up, right? And saying, you know what, there's a there's a leadership position that just came up in my organization. Um, do you think I should apply? Do you think I'll get it? I don't think I'll get it. I don't know if I'm going to get it. And it was just like this thinking, thinking, right? This like self-talk that wasn't working. And literally within 24 hours, the person that I would have in the coaching session to the following day, they would text me and say, you know what? I'm not going to apply. It's not for me. I'm like, why? We just talked about this. You are going to go for it. You you have everything ready. Your resume is looking great. You are going to ask for you know a new raise. Like we've talked about it. What changed? Oh, you know what? I thought about it, and I don't think this is for me. Somewhere in that conversation, Maya, something changed, yeah. and I started to ask all these different women, all these different professionals that I was coaching what's happening? Why? What's changed? What's changing? And I was, I started to see a pattern, the same pattern. And I started to call it a story because it was a story that they were running in their own heads that was not serving them at all. It was not working at all. It literally took them from excitement to, oh my God, this is so cool. I'm going to go for this to this is absolutely not for me, I can't do it. And I started to study this, I started to study this story. um, And that was the reason for the book. That's how the book came about. I wanted to give women specifically the tools to say, hey, you know what? Everything that I teach, everything you and I go through, it is now in a book. When you start to think the negative things, right? The negative story, when you start to see it run, just go into the book. 
go for the book, read chapter one, <laughs> read chapter six, whichever chapter, you know, like just go any mini money mo, pick a chapter and read it because you need to get rid of that story that's not working for you. Yeah. Why do you think we were chatting a little bit before we hit record? Yeah. As I always do, my listeners know this about me. I do a, I do a little pre-chat and then they start to get the real, the real meat of the conversation once we hit record. But, and obviously all of my guests know I love to have a good chat before, but we were talking about this and we were talking about, you know, the stories that you've had and thank you for sharing that opening story. That's fabulous. But, you know, why do you think women have this issue and you were telling me about how men don't have this issue men are like no oh, promotion great i'm going for it but us as women we're, we're like yes we're excited and then we take a minute we overthink why does this happen what what's the difference with us you know why do we yeah. do this because i believe this too yeah, really good question, Maya. Super good question. I've studied this for the last 20 years. So it gives you an idea how long I've been in leadership. Um, why I studied this is because it happened to me. I was that person. And I'll tell you, it took me ugh, probably years of just having the story that wasn't working for me. And if I had known then what I knew now, uh, what I know now, I would have been probably a completely different place doing something else and maybe would have been Brene Brown by now. I don't know, <laughs> just putting it out there, putting it out there. But um, the our brains are wired differently. That's really, you know, what this is all about. Men, and I've seen men, and I just had an example, literally I was working with a client in a big bank here in Canada. And one of the senior managers was telling me, Karina, you know, I can't, I'm not, I don't understand what's happening. I have three girls in my, in my office right now that are trying to apply or want to apply for this position that just came up. I know the position is made for them. They have all the qualifications. They know exactly what they need to do. It's a leadership role. They're going to have about two or three people that they're going to manage. Do you think that any of them applied for the role? I said, no, let me guess. Nobody did. But uh, let me guess. The guys did and none of them are qualified. She goes, oh my God, how'd you know? She goes, I can't even believe that this is happening. She goes, so you need to come in and you have to do a workshop. Why is this happening? And I said, listen, I can tell you why. It is, it's very, very simple. Women, our nature is to doubt, is to doubt ourselves, doubt our ability, uh, you know, doubt the things that we can do. It takes a lot of support from each other. It takes a lot of support from society, from organizations. It takes training for us to start to feel that we are now ready to take that next step. So a lot of the times within an organization, you will see that women don't tend to have a lot of support. Like we have general support maybe, right? Within the department, that's kind of like generalized at everyone, but we don't have support yet in a lot of organizations that really mainly focuses on us, on, on females, on female professionals. And we need that. We need to be able to sort of, you know, brainstorm something with someone and say, hey, I, you know, do you think I should do this? Do you think I can do this? A lot of the times, 
and I hate to say it, but I've seen it and it tends to be true. Maybe not so much now in a lot of the different organizations, but it has to date where women don't tend to support other women. We see each other as um, competition, right? So when you have a woman who you think is very um, capable, right? She has all the capabilities. She's maybe even a little bit better in what she does than what you do. We tend to kind of get our wall up a little bit, right? So women, I, I don't know if this is, and a lot of this has to do with the way, you know, our roles are um, sort of, I guess, out there, right? The way the society does and doesn't support us in a lot of the different ways. We tend to be wired this way, where unless we are, you know, come from homes, uh, from upbringing, where we have a lot of confidence, you know, given and sort of support given to us, uh, unless we, you know, he, we feel very confident in ourselves, we won't tend to um, be our own best friend, right? We won't pat, pat ourselves on the back. Yeah. Um, so if somebody else doesn't do that with us or for us, right? If they don't support us the right way, we tend to back away from the thing that is actually made for us. It could be great for us. Um, we think that, oh my God, we cannot do this. We, How would I do this? I don't know how to do this. It doesn't matter because a lot of the times, where do we learn, Maya? We learn on the job. Yeah. We learn once we get the job, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think that the men that apply for those positions, no, no, they don't. They just apply for it because they know that at some point, ugh, I'll figure this out. You know, somebody will help me ask someone, someone will reach out. But women don't think that way. We think, oh no, we we can't. So we self-talk, right? We negative self-talk first. We create that story and then we believe it. We just believe it for the rest of our lives. Yeah. And it runs in the background, sort of like in the subconscious and it gears us it's our guide towards all the wrong stuff, mm -hmm. the wrong positions, the wrong partners, the wrong whatever, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same story that's running in the background. So yes, long, long answer to your question. We are wired completely differently. So for females, we need one type of support. Um, for males or female leaders, they need a different type of support. Um, and they don't need as much as we do. And when they do, excuse me, it's in different areas. It's not in this area. Does that answer the question, Maya? Absolutely. I know I kind of went off. No, that's great. I love I love long answers because this is your moment to talk. <laughs> I love guests that give long answers because then it gives me even more questions. Because I want to go back to a couple of things that you were saying, Karina, because I, I do agree with you. And it almost kind of leads into what a lot of people talk about is imposter syndrome, right? That that you know, phrase that a lot of people are using. It's become a hot phrase, especially over the past two years, three years, right? Imposter syndrome. That's kind of what we're dancing around a little bit, right? And women really struggle with this. But yeah, I've watched watched it. And I love what you said too about, you know, in kind of the environment that you grow up in, unless you're really being pumped up, like that's not, you know, you've got to 
build this for yourself and you've got to, you know, kind of retrain yourself. And I was really reflecting on my background as you were talking, and I hope my listeners do this too. And I think it's really important that you look at your background and look at kind of your journey. And this does shape you and kind of your self-talk and how you manage these situations, like the situation you were describing, you know, when you're going to go out for this. And I love the example you used. These three women were totally not only capable, but totally ready for these leadership that role and they were they were the fit like any of them would have been great yet these guys were the ones applying and it has absolutely nothing to do with gender per se it was who was best for the job but they weren't the ones going after it it's interesting right we got in our own way but i'm sitting here reflecting back on my own personal journey again i hope you guys listening are as well and i come from a family of i'm the oldest of four and i had one brother he passed away and i have two sisters and growing up you know, I remember one sister's 10 years younger than me. So that was a whole different dynamic, right? I was kind of like the second parent. My father wasn't around a lot growing up. So that dynamic was never really like um, competitive or anything like that. That was more a nurturing relationship, right? So I kind of reflect interestingly on that. But I had a sister who is, or I do have a sister who's 13 months in, in, you know, difference to me. And she's younger than me. And I remember my mother kind of treating it and my father was treating it very competitive between us. Like we had to, and it's weird night and day. I'm night, she's day, like, I mean, black and white. I mean, it's just totally like different in every way. That was the beginning of a negative, you know, female culture. That's where the, all of this began. And I don't think my parents did it intentionally. I think it's just how it goes right meanwhile my brother was the only boy so anything he did it was like go after it like we all had to go to college like Karina, we all had to call college like that was it my family like my parents immigrants like you know you go to college you know you're in the u.s you got this opportunity my brother you do what you want you'll make it you'll be fine interesting double standard right so i reflect back on that and that's programmed in me as well right so it really took for me i was very lucky going to corporate america because i had some really strong female mentors my very first position i've talked about it a lot on the podcast so i won't bore you guys listening because i know you know all about it already but my first mentor at 22 she was the strong youngest you know female vp in the company in you know young 40s and thank god that was someone that i had very young and then i had a few other ones after that and that really started to change my self-talk I and mean, when she's like you're very capable you can do this and like that that really changed the trajectory for me and also that kind of you know what you're talking about with the competitiveness and how we don't come together and how we don't support each other and even karina when we first got on the phone you guys karina was so kind to me and so complimentary and this is what we need to work on as women because men also observe that too and they see how we behave with each other and i do think that that is changing i do think women are coming together a whole lot more and, and supporting each other versus this whole competitive you know um I don't think there's anything wrong with healthy competition but the right type of competition we need to we need to come together and not be separate so that's my long answer back to you but i really love the things that you said because that's really deep karina very deep i want to tell you because I, I, this is something that i i really want your listeners to think about this is something yeah. that comes up in my coaching quite a bit um 
and you know i i sort of like i told you a little bit before that you know i don't coach as much now just because it is such a it is it's the themes are so they're so amazing but they're now so i see them to be so similar right and so i found these themes and i'm trying to now spread the message into a broader i guess audience which is this podcast one of the very something that you said that is incredible that you said that because it comes up quite a lot in coaching uh and parents are parents probably like you said did not realize that they do this but they do this quite a lot where they will take a sibling and they will compare that sibling to another sibling they send two messages right one is oh it's that competition which is not healthy because there's like you mentioned the healthy competition where you you know you know that you're competing you're sort of on the same at par right on the same wavelength now you're just competing to see who's better at this there's that competition where you're being compared to someone of not the same skill set, of maybe not the same gender, has nothing to do with where you want to go, where they want to go. Like it shouldn't even happen. That competition is not the right competition. So if you're in a situation where, if you're thinking back to the way you were raised, um, audience, and you think, okay, did that happen to me in my home? And if it did, think about, and you can literally take out a piece of paper and a pen and think about all the feelings that you have associated with the way you were being compared to someone in your family because that stuff slowed you down from your progress okay in the world professionally and every other way as well but it's actually put a damper on you because what's happened is you have now developed a self view or self image based on someone else's belief Okay, based on someone else's belief, not yours. So you need to now work a little bit backwards to figure out what is your belief and go from there. So you're literally rebuilding your self-image. Now, in the organization or professionally, how this shows up is exactly in the way that I've just mentioned. One of the examples is you will not apply for the position that you know you could rock, mm -hmm. right? You will not ask for that raise because in your mind you're thinking, what if they don't think that I'm good enough? I ask the, the people that I coach, what's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? They say no. But if you don't ask, you will absolutely never know, right? So look how deep this is, Maya. We're talking about professional women, right? And we're talking, I, I, I have sessions with women who are 40 and 50 years old who are in executive positions by now and are still dealing with these deep issues, these underlying issues that prevent them from maybe public speaking. There's not one executive that I deal with that loves public speaking, not one. They're all scared to death. And it's because of something that has happened somewhere down the line, it could be in their childhood, where it's a trauma or it's a, what we call a micro trauma, right? Where it's now showing up in different aspects in, of their life. 
So have a look, think about it, because it's very, very important that when you start to look at yourself and look at your own career trajectory, that you sort of stand in the place where you make decisions on what you believe about you rather than what someone else, the story that someone else created about you when you were 10 years old, right? Because that's the story you will end up believing for the rest of your life. Have you thought about starting a podcast, but the only thing that's holding you back is finding that perfect co-host to launch that podcast with? We understand that challenge here at findacohost.com. And that's exactly why we launched our white glove service to help you find your perfect match at findacohost.com. Right now, we are in our beta mode and we're helping podcasters or future podcasters just like you find your perfect match. Visit us at findacohost.com and use our complimentary code VIP100 to test out our service right now and find your perfect match and start podcasting today. So yeah, so like you were saying, Karina, all the way back to 10 years old, and I think that's fascinating that you're working with women that are in their 40s and 50s and in these high-level jobs and positions and that they still are struggling with this. So yeah, tell the listeners and myself, because I always learn from these episodes too, how can we start to kind of work through that? I mean, I'm listening and I'm thinking back, you know, to some things and I've, I've done some work as well, but what can we do? Obviously the book, there's probably a whole lot to unpack with the book, right? But what are some things you can do? Like you said, take out a piece of paper, start writing down some things and looking at that and really looking at how you view yourself though truly and not, you know, listening to how other people view you. That's not the true story, but how can they take the book? 21 powerful strategies. I mean, there's a lot to unpack in the book. Do you want to dive into that a little bit too? Yeah. So, I mean, the book, it's, it's, there's few, there's a couple of different things that you can do, right? The book is definitely going to help you when you are, you know, thinking into stepping into that role, or you just got it, right? You're now a new leader. Uh, you're thinking through, okay, what what is the stuff that I need to know? Like, can I can I get some material here that could help me pretty fast, right? Tools, actual tools that I can use. So I've I've done that. I put the 21 strategies in in there. Those are the ones that are coming up in coaching the most. This is the stuff that you know women want to know. Okay, how do I go from getting this new team to leading it to maybe influencing it, helping them develop, helping myself develop, uh, understanding what my leadership style is, understanding what their leadership style is, so that we can start to communicate the same way or in a way that works for us as a team, right? So there's that part. And that, I mean, we will make that available. Folks can grab it, they can read it, um, and it will, it's going to make an impact. The reason is because it is, it's really simple. It's super like simply written. I'm not using, um, I didn't want to create a book that it's really complicated, that is really huge, that you're gonna need a month to get through. I wanted to create something that is 
easy, that has the tools that you can access, that has practice that you can actually do, you know, reading the chapters. Uh, you have coaching questions in there that you can apply with your team. You can even start to do that now yourself because uh, maybe that's something that you're preparing for, a position of leadership, right? So that's that's yeah. one. Well, I was going to say, Karina, like I always say too, and I've done a couple episodes, solo episodes, and then I've talked to so many, you know, women on this, on this podcast about this. I think it's so important. I think we have leadership backwards. I think it's so important that you understand yourself, which is what we're talking about right now. And you understand your leadership. Now, if you're wanting to get into leadership, you know, we tend to throw people into leadership roles and they don't even know themselves their leadership style what what they what or who no idea who they want to be as a leader right who what when where why all of that as a leader yeah getting these tools first because you know when i was in these leadership roles and i'm sure you saw this too and this is why you've written the book and this is why you do what you do i so many women came to me and as men too but i led really large teams of women and they would tell me, look, I want to do what you do. I want to lead big teams. I want to be in leadership. I want to move to this role. And I'm like, great. First, figure out how you want to lead. How would you lead? What's your style? What do you want to? And they would look at me like, but I'm not leading anybody yet. And I'm like, no, you're already a leader. You need to figure out yourself though. Like what's your style? And so I think we have leadership really flipped backwards. And I feel strongly about that because I got thrown into a leadership role so young and I had to learn it that way. So I think it's really powerful to let people know, like learn this now, because when you step into an actual, like quote unquote leadership role, you're already a leader. You already know your mm -hmm. style. You're going to hit the ground running. I think so. This is it. And you're so right. Uh, I literally, I'm looking at my book and going, oh my God, Maya, did you read my book? My book starts with leading yourself, literally, oh section God. one. Can't wait now, Karina, that's awesome. <laughs> leading yourself is section one. Literally, section two is leading individuals, and the third one is leading yourself. Love it. Uh, sorry, leading teams. So absolutely 150%. So what is a leader, right? And I love that you you asked that and you said that we have leadership backwards because we absolutely, many of us do. What is a leader, right? A person that is able to step into something that they might not necessarily know, right, yet, but they are willing to learn and give it their best. That's a leader, right? That's a leader in life. Mm -hmm. That's a leader in an organization that's what leader is all about right um but you have to you have to absolutely understand yourself so you know go to chapter one do your SWOT analysis right figure out what are your strengths what are your gaps right or i call them weaknesses i don't like the word weaknesses but that's what SWOT is uh but those are your gaps right figure out your leadership style, how do you prefer to communicate with people? How do you want to be communicated with, right? Because I'll tell you, communication is 90% of leadership. If you are missing messages or you are not communicating uh, in a way that is beneficial to all, you, you're going to struggle. This is, it's real, right? So understanding your own style and when doing this with your team is phenomenal. There's an actual free test that you can do that is in the book that will start to give you 
you know, um, those little nuggets, right, of information. Once you figure that out, once you figure it out who you are as a leader, how would you do this if you were in a leadership situation, right? What would you do? What wouldn't you do? What are your values, right? Because uh, not every leadership position might be for you because it might not speak to your values. And what are values, right? It's the stuff that's true for you. It's what makes you authentic. It's the stuff that you believe in. So just to throw yourself in any leadership situation, I would say, no, I don't recommend it, right? Go for the, for the positions that really ring true for you, that you can say, wow, I could really do this because I believe in this. I believe in where the company is going in this specific area. Or, you know, I would want to help to develop others because one of the biggest things, I'll tell you, I, when I coach leaders, there's two types of leaders. Honestly, it's black and white. The ones that really succeed, the ones that people would follow, even if they didn't have a title, and the ones that are more managerial in their style. Not necessarily, uh, you know, the type of person that uh, maybe a team would want to follow if they didn't have a choice, okay? If they did have a choice. The leaders that make the biggest impact in this 20 years of working with people are the people that coach. And the people that coach their team because they want them to succeed. If you want to do good for others, if you want other people to succeed and you're willing to step it up and help them get there without asking anything in return, they will give you their all. I guarantee you, you will have the best highly functioning team in your whole organization, and people will want to know what you do that's different. Mm -hmm. This is like bar none, and I don't know if you've had that experience, Maya, in your, in your past, but people who are willing to help other people develop, they're the ones that get promoted. Yep. They're the ones that other people want to promote. They're the ones that the team speak highly about that develop a reputation in the organization for being the best leaders. They might not even know, understand why exactly, but that is why. That is exactly why. You just so nailed that, Karina. Oh my God, you nailed that. That is perfectly said because... And I think everybody listening can relate to this too. And I think you're probably thinking of managers in your life right now or people that have managed you or led you, you know, I'm putting it in quotes because leading and, and it's like, we're almost talking about managing versus leading at this point, right? Because those are the two types and you're so right. It's kind of, it. I mean, leadership is so complex, but there are simplicity like aspects in there, right? There's some simple simplistic aspects, aspects, I should say. Um, but, you know, I think that, you know, I'm reflecting back on a couple different, you know, times when I did have, you know, some CEOs or owners of the company, and they would ask me, you know, very early on, they're like, your people are very dedicated to you. Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I just give it my all. I want them to be successful. I want them to and in whatever way, because success looks different for everybody. You know, I led a lot of um, my background green. I don't know if I shared that with you. My background was really in corporate, um, was more in leading uh, sales teams and uh, like a logistical event teams. Right. But it was always 
they had goals, right? But some were different. Like some wanted to get promoted and be in a, a in more of a leader role, right? So that's what I helped them achieve, right? Maybe they didn't want to sell the most, but they wanted to be and have those skills, right? If some wanted to just sell their butts off and wanted to be the best. And so that's what I supported them in doing. It's really about knowing what makes them successful and supporting them in that and giving it your all and going that extra mile. And the other type of, you know, leader or quote unquote leader or manager is that person that just kind of does the work and is there and is there for them, but it's not the same thing. They're not going to, you know, if you, here's a true testament. I think I want your opinion on this because it's my opinion on this show. <laughs> and it, a true testament is when that leader leaves that organization and goes somewhere else, if those people follow them, what look, whoa, because that's happened to me. And that's when I really knew in my twenties, because I didn't know a whole lot about leadership. I was kind of just winging it i hate to say that but learning on the job as you said earlier perfectly when people were following me and you know really wanted to know what i was doing and people are still contacting me you know 15 years into this journey what are you doing i'll come you know do some gigs for you or this and that that's when it really hit me i was like okay i think i'm doing something right here yeah yeah 100 percent correct people will literally follow the good leaders. So yeah. organizations are actually scared to lead, to, to uh, lose the good people. When they've got them, they will do anything to keep them. And that's another way you can make yourself super indispensable, right? When you're good at this, when people will follow you, organizations will become afraid to lose you because they know that the folks that you lead will go with you at some point and this this happens so much so much that it it makes you probably one of the most um important employees right within that organization but remember when you touched on i i'm going to I'm going to switch gear to something because this is something that people don't tend to talk about a lot um, in, in leadership. And I think it's really important just in life, period, to be yeah. honest. Something that you asked me earlier, you said, you know, um, how do you how do we do this? Like, how can we figure out um, like our patterns, the good patterns, the crappy patterns, right? The stuff that doesn't really serve us too well, but we're still doing it just because, you know, the program is running in the background because we've got to figure out the program. Mm -hmm. And that's the, the most important part. So as much as I coach on leadership, I also coach on, you know, how do we get you out of this um, sort of like vicious circle of stuff that's not working? Because we've got to do that in order for you to become the person that you want to become. And this might sound like, I don't know, I figure your audience is pretty, it's pretty up with this and it's pretty cool. So I'm just going to put it out there. Um, but, you know, we need to know who we are as people, right? So self-awareness is huge. But how do we become self-aware? So there's many different strategies, right? Um, but it is super important that you do become self-aware. Enough, at least, to know uh, you know, what's working for you and what isn't working for you. Uh, what values do you hold that are dear that you will never ever sacrifice because that will make you an authentic leader versus the values that, you know, are kind of like, eh, you know, I can manage this, but like this, I don't 100% believe in. 
I, I go to my quiet place, right? So I have been doing this uh, for many, many years. Um, and, you know, these words are now sort of mainstream meditation and however that looks like for you, whether it's, you know, you actually sit down and you do a meditation or you just do a diary or whether you um, jot down things that just come up, you know, uh, things, things that are not feeling, that you can feel things when they're not right for you, right? Um, but really to become aware, you've got to get quiet, um, quiet enough for long enough that you literally start to hear yourself, your authentic self speak, right? And that's very, very important because you cannot help others until you know yourself really, really well, right? Um, so one of the things, and I'll give you an example. One of the things that sort of like years ago, I figured out. I had a company in Brazil, um, and I had two uh, business partners, both women, really, really successful. And of course, I'm not Brazilian, right? So here I am coming in like this Polish girl. I learned the language. <laughs> so now I'm like, I'm training in Portuguese. You know, I'm a full-out trainer. I'm going to these huge companies, um, and they're massive. I mean, we're talking the PPR group, which is now has a different name, but they own like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Bottega Veneta, all these beautiful stores, right? Right? And we were going in there and we were training senior level managers on how to manage their teams and how to teach, teach their teams to sell. Okay, so my training was sales based back then. So we're going in, we would have like 24 people in the classroom, all like, you know, half of them were men in the room. So they already knew everything. We we're just coming in and you know, they had to sit there because they were made to sit there. Mm -hmm. So, okay, guys, so uh, let's do this training. Over the next couple of days, you're going to learn, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, and I didn't realize how intimidated I was by this sort of like bravado in the room. And here I was, I had years and years of experience. I mean, I was well into my, I guess, early 40s by then. And I was so intimidated every single time I would walk into these sessions. And I mean, wh why? Because I knew my material. I knew who I had to train. I knew exactly the, all the questions that were going to pop up in that session. And I was walking in there and I was a wreck. And I couldn't figure out why. And I had an amazing coach uh, also back then. And one of the very first things she said is, Karina, we've got to figure this out because this is the stuff that's going to stop you in the future. I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I shake when I walk into the room. Even though I know my stuff, I still shake. Why? And so we, we started to break it down. She said, you know, I just need you to just do 10 minutes, very quiet, just just shut everything off and just journal. Just whatever comes to mind, write the stuff down because you will hit it. You will hit the nail right on the head. It will come to you. You will figure out where this is coming from. And it did, Maya. It took me probably about three days of just journaling. And I'm sort of like obsessed with this kind of stuff. When I have an issue, I need to solve it, right? That's one of my things because I know that if it's going to become a stopper in my life, mm -mm, like I need to get to the bottom of it. Yep. And I did. And wouldn't you know it, this is something that took me back 
years. I mean, I was probably like six years old when an event happened, when a situation happened. So when I was in a room with a bunch of, you know, very like successful guys who are senior managers and blah, 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 I would shrivel. And so this is how important this is because uh, as you know, I mean, I'm a trainer now. I'm a keynote speaker. I do this in four languages worldwide, right? If I had this still in me, I would have never been able to get up on the stage. I would have, and, and so what happens is um, with time, you think that your problems get, get, you know, smaller, right? These sort of like subconscious issues, they disappear. It's the opposite they get bigger. They actually grow on you. They're and they like, start they to, manifest within you. They right? do. Yeah. They do. They, they, but like, and so this is why now when I have executives in my coaching, I'm thinking, my God, what's happening here? These people are, you know, well into their positions. They're, they're, they do really well. They're in a high sort of that C-suite executives and they are deathly afraid of you know, public speaking, or they are really intimidated by X, Y, and Z. And it's all, it's all these little micro traumas. So we have to figure that out. So it's super important that people get very, very quiet, that they find the time for themselves, that they just close the door, you know, let the kids with, you know, with the, the with your husband, do whatever you need to do, whatever your situation is, get quiet and get authentic, get real with yourself, ask the tough questions. Uh, because I'll tell you, the, the, the moment you figure this out, the moment it becomes clear, you will soar. Nothing will stop you. Even when it does, it will be momentary. You will feel the fear, but you will do it anyway. But if you don't, you will feel the fear the moment it comes up and it will stop you in your track. It will stop you cold. I, I'm just like so in awe by you, Karina. And I was going to lead right into the question of when do you feel like was your moment of when you stepped into like being the leader of your life and your true leadership. But I think you just answered that question. I think it might've been then when you've noticed that, that, was your, what was holding you back? Was that moment? Yeah, I had a couple of those. I had a, a, a near death experience. That was one of my moments. Wow. I think that was the very first one that kind of stopped me and said, okay, I need to figure out who I am. Like this, this just got real, right? Wow. Um, completely on a personal side, that was the very first time that I kind of looked and said, who am I as a person? And what am I capable of doing? And how do I want to move forward in the world? And once I figured out that my absolute mission is to help as many women reach for the sky, right? Because if somebody had given me a hand, Maya, when I was 25, if someone had said, hey, you can do this. Let me help you. I can support you. I would have been unstoppable. I'm telling you, I would have been the next Brene Brown. Maybe I still will be. I don't know. You still will be. But... You're going to be the next Karina Sanchez. <laughs> you're unstoppable now. Like this book, I'm so excited about. And I'm I'm a little scared, Karina, because, you know, I can't wait to download the book. Guys, by the way, we're all getting the book for free. We're getting it as a link. There is a caveat, though. You have to give Karina five stars. Great review because this is incredible. <laughs> we have to. Nope, that's the only way we're getting it. 
but we're getting the link. So five stars, great review, but you are incredible and you're a rock star. And I want you to give us one piece of advice too, before I, I say where we yeah. can find you and everything. One last piece of advice you would give to these incredible women listening. We do have some guys that listen to, which is really cool. Um, oh, awesome guys. I know. We awesome love the guys. guys. We love because the awesome guys, especially the ones that support the awesome women. Exactly. They're listening because they want to be educated. And I love that. What piece of advice would you give these incredible women and guys stepping into leadership for the first time? You've given some wonderful information already, but what would you give them? Um, yeah. And you know what, because we have some guys in the audience, let's just address everyone, right? All the leaders that are tuning yeah. in today. Um, here's my one piece of advice. Figure out your superpower. What are you good at, right? What is the one thing that you think that if you didn't have to get paid for, if you never made money on it, what would that be? and go for that. And you will find that you can do that within an organization. There are so many ways that you can go as a leader, right? There are so many different ways that you can choose your career path, but figure out the stuff that really makes you happy, right? The stuff that when you do it, you lose time. Literally time passes and you don't know what happened to it because you will spend the rest of your life, the next 50, 60 years, depending on how old you are, right? So you might as well do something that you love, right? And if your love is tech, go for tech. If your love is IT, go for that. If it's, you know, HR, go for that. But figure out that one superpower and go for it. Just go for it. You will feel fear, I guarantee it, but do it anyway. I love it. I love it. No one said superpower yet. This is why I love this question. Everyone has a different answer that comes on the show. So, oh my gosh, Karina, you are awesome. I can't wait to read the book and give a five-star review. Don't forget. You. <laughs> okay. So we're going to include the link in the show notes, but tell us yes. where we can find you, the book, give us all the information, but it'll be in the notes as well. Absolutely. So the first website you want to go to is www.newfemaleleader.com. Super easy. Um, and you will literally find me KarinaGSanchez.com. Super simple. Oh my God. Easy breezy. Well, Karina, this has been amazing. I'm going to have to have you back because we could talk for like a whole another Hours. hour. <laughs> I know. I love Hours, it. Maya. Thank you so much for your time today. This has been awesome. Thank you so much, Maya. And awesome. take care, everyone. Thank you. And thank you guys so much for listening to my opinion. We'll see you back here next week. Thank you so much for listening to the My Opinion Podcast. You can catch up on past episodes on the My Opinion Podcast website at www.myopinionpodcast.com as well as read the My Opinion blog and contact Maya directly with your questions. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at My Opinion Podcast and Maya Roffler. We'll see you back here next week.